This is Mark Collins here on Wave 105 for this Wednesday morning. My guest this morning is Guy Garvey, frontman of Elbow, whose greatest hits album is out for download and to buy now. Good morning, Guy. How are you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on. That's my pleasure. Are you ready for Christmas, by the way? Uh, uh, getting there, yeah. Good. Sort of a few, few bits and bobs to get yet, but getting there. Excellent. Did you get a free John Lewis card? <laughs> a free John Lewis card? You well, mean you... like a, a buy what you want thing? Yeah, you know. So you no, 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 no. I own they this sent, place. They, they sent me a Moz the Monster. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. bless them. Well, yeah, you deserve it. You deserve it. Um, let's talk about the Greatest Hits album first. Um, who chooses the songs on a Greatest Hits album? Is, is it the band? Is it a record company bod? Or is it just so obvious they choose themselves? Well, no. I mean, I'm sure all three are, are, are uh, the case with different acts. With, with us, it, it is curated by the band, and therefore it was argued over for weeks. Uh, but... Yeah, they're not necessarily our most successful songs, although our two most successful songs are on there. Mm. Um, they're what we want on uh, on a on a directory to the rest of our albums. I guess that's how we treated it. Well, your your first album was a sleep in the back, which was released sixteen years ago. Yeah. Does does each album release represent a time and a place in your life or in the band's life? Absolutely, absolutely, and that one. Um, Triumph is, is how I think about it because we recorded the album and then were dropped before it was released and had to record it again from scratch. Right. And the de- the decision to keep the same songs was a tough one. We just spent a lot of time perfecting these things. Uh and but but uh we thought we'd might regret it in years to come if we if we didn't let those songs get their time in the sun sort of thing. Uh and of course the second version the, the one that everybody knows uh, that bought it of course is by far the better version and I'm really glad we did so it was finally getting a, an album out it was touring for the first time and, and learning the ropes of that and meeting fans that knew your music for the first time I remember playing at Brighton's Concord 2 uh, and it was that was the first time we ever saw people singing the words to our songs um, and I remember coming off just before the encore I'm not sure we managed an encore because we only had 11 <laughs> songs but uh, I remember we all came off and we were all, people are singing the words people you know we couldn't believe it so uh, and actually that day uh, was when we got our first chart uh, position I think we were number 14 in the indie chart brilliant uh, and the photograph that was on the front cover of our B-sides album was taken that morning on Brighton Beach so the, a sleep in the back is all those memories for me. Um, why didn't First Steps feature on the album? Because this was the song that you wrote for the BBC's coverage of the 2012 Olympics. We I suppose saw that it song... wasn't a hit, I suppose, was it? Uh, no, as such, it wasn't released as a single, I don't think. It might have been. I can't remember. Um, it, it, we saw it as a commission, really. It, it was... Uh, I mean, like the John Lewis had, it was, it was something really lovely to be invited to be involved with. Um, I mean, that does have memories for me because the words to First Steps were written... I was thinking, how do I write a song about athletics? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, but around that time, Pete Turner, the bassist in the band, his his daughter, Martha, took a First Steps and he sent a video to everyone of her tottering towards his camera phone and saying, Daddy, at the end of it, really yeah. moving stuff. So actually, the words to First Steps, the Olympic theme, are... Um, they're really from 
Pete and Ruth, his wife, and, and Martha. Daughter, Martha. Yeah. Well, the, the seldom seen kid, kid was the the album that suddenly brought Elbow to the attention of a, of a much larger audience. It won you many awards as well. Did you know when you finished it that this was going to be the one that finally set you into the stratosphere of the big time? No, um, because we always thought that. <laughs> You're already <laughs> we thought there that every time, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and actually we do. I mean. There's so much great music out there. Uh, we have the privilege of working with people who promote it and come up with inventive new ideas and ways of promoting it. For instance, we weren't due to release a Best Of till next spring. Uh, and when the John Lewis advert came to us, which is just so flattering, uh, that was a way of linking it to more people, potentially getting more listeners to, to the Best Of. Uh, and we're lucky enough we had a record label that could push the button and make it happen now. And six weeks later, the, the, the record manufactured, it was like they worked incredibly hard to make it happen. So in those terms, great music gets lost if it hasn't got a business partner. And, and in this day and age, when there's less and less money in actually putting music out, when people don't pay for music anymore, it's young bands that really suffer. They don't have any financial institutions of any kind behind them. And suddenly... The big bad old record company, as it used to be known, yeah. you realise that th that is so essential to have people pushing your stuff here. Uh, so, yeah, so we always expected our records to do better, but they don't do better without people promoting them for you. That's just the truth. You've already spoken about Golden Slumbers Guy, which, of course, features on the album. You explained what came first. Had you recorded it or were you asked to record it solely for the John Lewis advert? Uh, no, we'd never covered the song. Uh, it was uh, John Lewis got in touch and said, we're thinking of using this song. What would your version sound like? Uh, and as far as we know, maybe they, they asked a few people to, to, to proffer versions. Right. Uh, and we put it together, which was a real joy. We did it separately, actually, because everybody was on downtime uh, ahead of this US tour we've just done. So... Um, Mark put the guitar together in his house, sent it to Craig, who sent it to me, and we all put our parts on, respectively. Uh, and Elbow's uh, violinist, Violetta Barania, who comes out with the band a lot, happened to be in the studio with me working on some Elbow music, some, some separate stuff. So she became a 24-piece orchestra uh, with really quite uh, alarming speed. We recorded her... Uh, and it sounded great, and they loved it. So that's what we did. Do you know who the other bands were who were asked? No, <laughs> if I did, I would, I, it would be ungentlemanly to say, and they didn't get it. They didn't get it, we didn't. won. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> did you just record Golden Slumbers? Because I, I, every time I listen to it, I just want it to go in to carry that weight. Have, have you got a second version which is longer with carry that weight on the end as well? No, but my brain goes to it every time I hear yes. it as well. Of course yeah. it is. And weirdly, by coincidence, the weekend before we were asked to do this, I played the whole of the B-side of Abbey Road on my radio programme for the express reason that you never hear those tunes on the radio because you want the ones before and after it. Yeah. So I, I checked with my producer and I, play, I played the whole of the B-side of Abbey Road on my programme and then the following week was asked to cover Golden Slumbers. It was like... Spooky. The universe was watching. Yeah, well, there you go. Be careful what you play. When you, when <laughs> you release a, a Greatest Hits album, how important is the track listing? I mean, should the songs go chronologically, or do you have to save the biggest hit till last? How do you put it all together track-wise? There's, 
there's no one clear way you um because the whole band are curating it um you've just got to make it work with the shape i mean certain songs can't follow one another because of volume dynamics particularly in elbows records um which is complicated to get into but very simply some of our songs are quiet some are loud yeah so you've got you've got to put them in the right order for that and also tempo is a big thing um a song that doesn't sound slow if it's the first one on a record will sound slow if it comes after a fast song so it's all that kind of thing and then within that there's the personal taste and you tr- you know we're an album band we want it to work as a body work potentially it'll be the m- most successful record we ever release which is some in a certain way i feel sad when you say that well that's because you're a music purist and fan <laughs> <laughs> my my first Leonard Cohen record was a best of. My first Fleetwood Mac record was a best of. The, you know, I, you've just got to see it as a different thing. It, an album in its own right to some people, but to a music fan, it's it's almost like a, a, a directory. Yes. Well, I suppose it, yeah. it can, like it did to you, get other people into buying other Elbow albums once they've heard the greatest hits. That is the whole point. That's the whole point. <laughs> and then for John Lewis to come along and sort of say you know, do this, and we thought, well, if we put that as a bonus track on the best of, that leads people to the stuff we've been working on all these years. Piggybacking on the Beatles' hard work. <laughs> but although, you know what, uh, I, I, I'm looking at the Twitter and stuff, I was amazed at the number of people who've never heard the original. Oh, really? Of, go- of Golden Slumbers, yeah. Again, what that makes me sad as well. Makes? Well, they're just young. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. just young people. Yeah, okay. I've You'd have a... it on the school curriculum, wouldn't you? <laughs> what age? What, what you know age what? would you have Abbey I, Road? I said, no, I said on air the other day that in 20, 30 years' time, um, you know, school kids learn about Shakespeare now, 20, 30 years' time, they've got to be having Paul Weller lyrics on the curriculum. If you look at a, well, you a town know. called Malice and down in the tube station at midnight, it will show kids what life was like in Britain during the late 70s, early 80s. Do you know, I think you're right. It's a, it's a, a social document of the time. Yes. We've only got Samuel Pepys from that one particular bit of time, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and we pour over listening to him talk yeah, about... We've got so much now as well. Yeah, exactly. Let's, I think it's got to be the best documented period in history, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it's got to be. It's got to be through through writing songs or just or diaries or Apart or from the stories. great tapestry spike of... <laughs> 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 the 1076. Ba- the Bayer Tapestry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've read that so many times. Oh, Let's- it's a cracking move. <laughs> he dies in the end, apparently. Gets an arrow oh, in his no, eye. Oh, no, I yeah. haven't got that far yet. <laughs> got to finish Really up. grisly line. <laughs> One Day Like This. It, it, it's a fantastic song and probably your most well-known. You closed a victorious festival in Southsea here in, uh, in the South in August. And I can tell you, there were grown men in tears singing along oh. to it. Are you aware of how important some songs are to people's lives? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, only from being told, you know. Mm. Uh, but it's it, it's the great flattering thing that people do take our stuff to heart and, uh, and use music in that way. I mean, I certainly do. I'm absolutely stuck on the new Alt-J record. Um, it, it, it's like every five minutes I've got, I need to listen to a song from it. I, I'm really a crazed fan over it like the way I haven't been over an album in years um, and I'm using it to document a, an important time for me I've got a new boy and I'm approaching Christmas for the first time with real glee because I get to take my son home to Manchester and uh, and 
Yeah, so that people use our music in that way is, is just incredibly flattering. And it's what's so far stopped us using our own music in advertising. One, one day like this, uh, people, a lot of people get married to it. Mm. Uh, and for as long as we possibly can, because never say never when we have families to support and stuff, but while we can afford to never sell it to an advertiser, that feels better, you know? That, that, that feels like it shouldn't be on a porridge advert. It's people's wedding song. Well, Elbow's Greatest Hits is available to buy or download now and they'll be playing live at London's O2 Arena on the 7th of March 2018, the day after your birthday, Guy. Oh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> You'll have a hangover, that's what I th- thought. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly. Brilliant. Guy Garvey, it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Mark.